Hi, this is Raina G. I'm doing uh, several podcasts today because there's too much going on. If you hear a lot of background noise, I'm sorry, but I do work outside and I'm working from home. You will hear things. That's the way it is. I'll do this as quickly as I can. The first thing is the infrastructure bill that was passed by the bipartisan, supposedly, Senate. Pelosi's not happy with that. She wants another $2 trillion. Um, it wasn't really bipartisan, but I guess you'd have to say it was only because the GOP people who participated in it were Blunt, Capito, Cassidy, Collins, Cornyn, Kramer, Crapo, Grassley, Haven, Fisher, McConnell, Murkowski, Portman, um, Grish, Romney, Rounds, Tillis, and Young. Uh, Graham also said that he supported this. So those are those are the traitors there. Uh, what you also have to know is um, she's going to bring up that $2 trillion because the GOP thought that if they did this, that they wouldn't have to deal with the rest. Well, they do. And what's embedded in that is a gas tax for mileage because they're heading towards this Green No Deal. This is Bernie Sanders and AOC's big, big thing. And if you haven't figured that out yet, get on board. It's also a distraction, okay? Everybody's listening about Cuomo and talking about Cuomo and not about the uh, the Mike Lindell Cyber Symposium that's going on, which in live, not, this isn't recorded, this isn't something they made up. They have people live decoding what went on with the Dominion machines, and it's proof positive that Dominion and the Communist Party of China and therefore also the Democratic Party interfered in our elections for the last 50, 60 years, um, but really went at it in 2020 to go after Trump. And now they're even going, Dominion's going into a lot of these precincts saying they're going to update the machines and what they're doing is wiping out or erasing all of the information that's supposed to be kept legally for at least 22 months, but is no longer there. Dominion is suing Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is now countersuiting, and he should. Because this is all, all, all fraud. And our elections are being taken away from us because of the left. Now, the left and the Green New Deal, boy, they're pushing like crazy. I'll tell you. They are now starting to ration gasoline because they want people to buy electric cars. They have a lot of money invested in electric cars. And guess where they come from? Guess who makes the electric cars? Guess where they're manufactured? The Communist Party is, has been trying to take over the United States forever. And you have to understand, I mean, a lot of millennials and so-called college-educated people believe that um, communism is the way to go. Let me tell you about a woman I just called Miss Tilly. 1938, Austria was in deep depression. Nearly one-third of their workforce was unemployed. They had 25% inflation, that's what we're heading to, and 25% bank loan interest rates. Farmers, farmers and business people were declaring bankruptcy daily. Young people were going from house to house begging for food. That's what they're going to do now because they don't want to go to work. Okay, but in those days, it's not that they didn't want to work. There's, there just wasn't any jobs. Her mother was a Christian woman and believed in helping people in need. So every day she cooked a kettle of soup and baked bread to feed poor, hungry people, about 30 of them. They looked to their neighbors in the north, Germany, where Hitler had been in power since 1933. Okay, um... They'd been told that they didn't have unemployment or crime and that they had a high standard of living. Nothing was ever said about persecution of any group, Jewish or otherwise. They were led to believe that everyone in Germany was happy. They wanted the same way of life in Austria. So they were promised that a vote for Hitler 
would mean the end of unemployment and help for the family. Hitler also said that businesses would be assisted and farmers would get their farms back. 98% of the population voted to annex Austria to Germany and have Hitler for their ruler. They were overjoyed, said Miss Kitty, and for three days they danced in the streets, had candlelight parades. After the election, German officials were appointed, and like a miracle, they suddenly had law and order. Yep, law and order. You don't see Antifa and BLM out there doing anything, do you? Because we have law and order now. But three or four weeks later, everyone was also employed. The government made sure that a lot of work was created. Hitler decided they should have equal rights for women. Before that, it was a custom that married Austrian women did not work outside the home. An able-bodied husband would be looked down on if he couldn't support his family. Many women in the teaching profession, teachers, were elated that they could retain the jobs they previously had been required to give up for marriage. Then they lost their religious education for kids. The education was nationalized. She attended a very good public school. The population was predominantly Catholic, so they had religion in their schools. The day they elected Hitler, which was March 13, 1938, she walked into her schoolroom to find the crucifix replaced by Hitler's picture hanging next to a Nazi flag. The teacher was a very devout woman, stood up and told the class they couldn't pray or have religion anymore. Instead, they sang the Deutschland, Deutschland Uber Als and had physical education. Sunday became National Youth Day with compulsory attendance. Parents were not pleased about the sudden change. They were told that if they didn't send them to school, they would receive a stiff letter of warning. The first time, the second time, they would be fined the equivalent of $300, which is probably about 3000 nowadays. And the third time, they would be subject to jail. And then things got worse. The first two hours consisted of political indoctrination. That's what they're doing to our children right now. The rest of the day, they had sports. As time went along, they loved it. Oh, they had so much fun and got their sports equipment free. They could go home and gleefully, gleefully tell their parents about the wonderful time they had at school. But her mother was very unhappy. When the next term started, she took her out of public school and put her in a convent. She told her she couldn't do that, and she told me that someday when I grew up, I would be grateful. There was a very good curriculum, but hardly any fun, no sports, and no political indoctrination. She hated it at first, but felt she could tolerate it. Every once in a while on holidays, she went home. She'd go back to her old friends and ask what was going on and what they were doing. Their loose lifestyle was alarming to her. They lived without religion, without God. By that time, unwed mothers were glorified for having a baby for Hitler. It seemed strange to her that her society changed so suddenly. As time went along, she realized what a great deed her mother did so that she wasn't exposed to that kind of humanistic philosophy. In 1939, the war started, and a food bank was established. All food was rationed, as gasoline is now being rationed in America, believe it or not. All food was rationed, and, and, they, and could only be purchased using food stamps. At the same time, a full employment, employment law was passed, which meant if you didn't work, you didn't get a ration card. And if you didn't have a card, you starved to death. Women who stayed home to raise their families didn't have any marketable skills and often had to take jobs more suited for men. And then the draft was implemented. It was compulsory for young people, male and female, to give one year to the labor corps. During the day, the girls worked on the farms, and at night they returned to their barracks for military training just like the boys. They were trained to be anti-aircraft gunners and participated in the signal corps. After the labor corps, they were not discharged but were used in the front lines. When she goes back to Austria to visit her family and friends, most of these women were emotional cripples because they were just not equipped to handle the horrors of combat. We now have the draft in the United States, or at least it's being pushed through. 
three months before she turned 18, so imagine this was all before she was even 18, she was severely injured in an air raid attack. She nearly had a leg amputated. So it was spared. she was spared having to go into the labor court, into military service. When the mothers had to go out into the workforce, the government immediately established child care centers. Oh, yeah, K-12 through education and free community college. Did you see that? That's in that new infrastructure bill. You can take your children ages four weeks old to school age and leave them there around the clock, seven days a week, under the total care of the government. Oh, geez, sounds a little bit like Hillary's. It takes a, a village. The state raised a whole generation of children. There were no motherly women to take care of the children, just people highly trained in child psychology. By this time, no one talked about equal rights. They knew that they had been had. Before Hitler, they had very good medical care. Many American doctors trained at the University of Vienna. After Hitler, health care was socialized, free for everyone. Doctors were salaried by the government. The problem was, since it was free, the people were going to the doctors for everything. When the good doctor arrived at his office at 8 a.m., 40 people were already waiting, and at the same time, the hospitals were full. If you needed elective surgery, you had to wait a year or two for your turn. There was no money for research as, as it was poured into socialized medicine, and research at the medical schools literally stopped. So the best doctors left Austria and went to other countries. As for health care, their tax rates went up to 80% of their income. That's happening. It's going to happen in New York. I think a total with all the New York state, the city, and the um, federal government taxes, they're up to 68%. Newlyweds immediately received a $1,000 loan from the government to establish a household. They had big programs. All daycare and education were free. High schools were taken over by the government, and college tuition was subsidized. Everyone was entitled to free handouts such as food stamps, clothing, and housing. They had another agency designed to monitor business. Her brother-in-law owned a restaurant that had square tables. Government officials told him he had to replace those with round tables because people might bump themselves on the corners. Then they said he had to have additional bathroom facilities. It was just a small dairy business with a snack bar. He couldn't meet all the demands, so soon he went out of business. If the government owned the large businesses and not many small ones existed, it could keep everybody in control. They had consumer protection, too. They were told to shop and, and what to buy. Free enterprise prize was essentially abolished. If you look at the grocery stores in America today, you're going to find that a lot of stuff isn't there anymore because they're already conditioning people to buy what they want you to buy. They had a planning agencies uh, specifically designed for farmers. The agents would go to the farms, count the livestock, then tell the farmers what to produce and how to produce it. In 1944, she was a student teacher at a small village in the Alps. The villagers were surrounded by mountain passes, which in the winter were closed off with snow, causing people to be isolated. So people intermarried and offspring were sometimes retarded. That's what she says. When she arrived, she was told there were 15 mentally retarded adults, but they were all useful and did good manual work. Okay, so let's just, you know, this goes on and on. It's a little bit too long for his, but um, gun registration. People were getting injured by guns. Hitler said that the real way to catch criminals, we still had a few, was by matching serial numbers on guns. Most citizens were law-abiding, dutifully marched to the police station to register their firearms. Not long afterwards, the police said it was best for everyone to turn in their guns. Same old story. It'll keep you safe. The authorities already knew who had them, so it was futile not to comply voluntarily. No more freedom of speech. Anyone who said something against the government was taken away. We knew many people who were arrested, not only Jews, but also priests and ministers who spoke up, anybody who spoke up. Totalitarianism didn't come quickly. It took five years to realize full dictatorship in Austria. 
Had it happened overnight, the countrymen might have fought to the last breath. Instead, they had creeping gradualism. Now the only weapons were broom handles. The whole idea sounds almost unbelievable that the state, little by little, eroded our freedom. This is an eyewitness account, okay? This is what truly happens when we move into communism, which is what's happening in this country. And it's happening, you know, much more quickly than it did the last decade, but it's been happening forever since 1919. Um you know, the Fabian socialists. And then now, then we had Bernie Sanders. And then we've got Joe Biden, who not only is a communist, who is governing as a socialist, but is totally tied to the Communist Party of China, which is totally involved with the takeover of our elections. If you're not watching or you can't watch what's going on with the, the uh, cyber symposium, I'm going to post a couple things later and I'm going to do another podcast. But this is getting too long for this right now. I just want you to understand what's really going on. This is a mess. It's a total mess. I don't know how we're going to get out of it. I don't know who's going to have the guts to get out of it. But China, with the help of domestic bad actors, used our 2010 census data to program populations into the Dominion voting machines. They were connected to the Internet regardless of how much they say they weren't, and votes were being changed live. That's why there's so many dead people voting and people that moved to other states voting in their prior state. Every state was hacked. Trump won by such huge margins that he broke the algorithms and the machines had to be reprogrammed from China in the middle of the night to flip the votes. Paper audits are going to prove this more and more. They actually ran blank ballots all night, then adjudicated them all to Biden. Blank ballots went to Biden. This is how he came, uh, overcame a 800,000 lead by Trump in Pennsylvania. Audit all the states that the election will be decertified. That is why they had to pull the ballots out in the middle of the night to flood the system and make up for the huge loss. We have an illegitimate president, and more importantly, we are at war with China. They want to vax and kill our children and soldiers and anyone else who disagrees. When we finally realize this, what will we do? Will we revolt? 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 Will we? It's time to get busy and quit being afraid of who thinks what when you say whatever you're going to say because there's too many of us out there living in fear. You can't. Fear is going to kill you. Not them. Fear will kill you. Okay, until later, this is Raina G. Please share this. And for those on the RSS feeds um, who can't get these things on, on your computers or your iPads or whatever, Go to the RSS feeds and share them because there's a lot of people who need to hear this. We need worldwide support for overcoming this communist takeover of the world. And it's coming. It's here. You can get 2 million in the streets, but get those 2 million to find 2 million more, etc. Because once we get that many and we keep on going, they, they won't know where to hide. Uh, until, until later, this is Raina G. God bless.